Welcome back. It's me, the Susan Anime, and you are listening to Sloth Under the Sea with me. And we will be talking about movies, TV shows, books, fun holidays, everything from other countries to does this still hold up to this day? From, like, rub brats to, like, as told by Ginger, to Movie Monday, to True Creepy Things Tuesday, to whatever I feel like talking about, because this is my podcast, and I hope you all will stay and listen to me and have some good old-fashioned podcast fun, and we'll try to stay as calm as we can, but let's get into it, and let's all have some fun listening, and you can also see me sometimes on YouTube doing my podcast as well. Okay, here we go. I just wanted to get a disclaimer that this episode may contain conspiracy theories about weed pills. Spoiler! Could be mature. Please do not listen if you do not want to have any spoilers. I am reviewing different shows, movies, TV shows, so if you do not want to hear any spoilers, please exit now. And I hope you all enjoy this podcast. I'm ready and excited to get going. some viewers. Viewer discussion is advised. Be cautious. This is more for adults. Or for those who get permission. Okie dokie, artichokey. It's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be 
right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okay, dokie, artichokey. Ah, break it's now. I just want to say that true crime cases are something that I've been reading about. And I want to say that I don't mean any harm or disrespect or anything. And sometimes the cases can be really, really scary. But I try to do true crime and creepy things Tuesday. So this recording might be up twice. And I just want to say I don't mean any harm, disrespect, or any hurtfulness. I'm just giving you the facts of the cases and letting everyone know that this is what I found. This is a case people have been talking about. This is a case that people are thinking about. I have looked into a lot of cases and I don't want to just, I don't want anyone to feel disrespected. If I say their name wrong, you can try to correct me. I might try to be able to pronounce it right. I might not be able to did my learning problem but I just want to say that I don't mean any disrespect to anyone ever and I hope that you all understand that I'm just giving you the facts and sometimes I may or may not give you my opinion or I could just tell you like hey this is my opinion based on what they are saying like not even a I know this personally but like more of a like a this is what people are leaning towards and do I agree or disagree but a lot of the time I don't really know so I'm gonna say like this could be my opinion but I really don't know them personally or know the case personally so it really is like this is what has been said so this is what the opinion of other people have been and I hope y'all understand that I don't mean any disrespect harm and I do not suggest you do any of this stuff that people have done and I hope that this stuff doesn't continue to happen and I hope y'all enjoy the cases and I hope y'all learn from them more importantly and I hope you all understand better that hey this is what happens let's be careful let's learn from this let's learn from this let's try to get a new law in let's try to do this let's try to keep it from happening again okay okie dokie artichokey it's time for an ad break slash sponsor so I hope y'all listen and Keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okay, dokie, Artichokey. Ah, break it's now. So. 
interesting case? Question mark. Not really sure how to put this in layman terms. Okay. So I found the Warrens. You know, the Warrens. The Warren Files. Exploring the famous real-life case of paranormal investigators. Now here's the thing. I have heard so much about them. I've heard the good, the bad, the ugly, the old or impressive. I'm not sure what to believe right now. A lot of people are like, well, they could purposely like making things more extreme because they wanted people to, you know, buy it. They wanted to sell it. I really don't know them personally. I only know their stories and it's kind of like Okay, where are the other paranormal investigators here? Why aren't you? But I get it. Sometimes you need money to feed your family. And I guess they get paid to make this stuff. I mean, I do tarot card readings and I want to get ghost drops and do that. But let's jump into it, I guess. I'm not really sure how to feel about them. Like, I've never heard anything. I've heard so many mixed feelings about them. Lauren and the late Edward Warren are infamous in the field of paranormal research, and to think they're high-profile case in the media. Many of their investigations have provided source material for popular horror films throughout the years. See, I have watched, I think, most of their horror films, and it's like, okay, it's a little weird that they profited at all of these cases just have so many. James Warren's supernatural chiller, The Conjuring 2013, was the latest black latest to devalue into the tales discovered in their terrifying findings. Though other famous horror films to incorporate them include the Antonville Horror 1979, a haunting in Connecticut Connecticut 2009 and about 2014, of course, the upcoming sequel to The Conjuring, the Enfield case, which made headlines in the UK in the late 1970s. They also did um, a case, I think it's now a movie, The Devil Made Me Do It. And it's just kind of weird that, like, I haven't seen that many paranormal investigators like them profit off of this. And good as they get, so I'm a little confused on how I feel about them. It's like a half and half, like I half want to like believe them and I half am like, wow, you're profiting off a lot more than I thought you would. And it's not just one movie, it's a bunch and it's so confusing because it's like, yeah, these are based in their cases and now I'm confused. Some people who were in the cases said that they just mean things sound worse than they are to profit, I really don't know. Often dismissed as hacks by critics, notably due to the compulsive courting of media attention, it is understandable why some would speculate of their line of work. However, whether you believe in the value of their research or not, they're not denying that it makes for effective horror storytelling. Below are some of the most famous cases, which will undoubtedly haunt your dreams and get you in the mood for Warren's new movie, 
Enjoy. Keep telling yourself it's only a movie. Oh, wait. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of cases, and we'll go into full detail maybe next time. This is just me going over the warrants. Because I kind of was re listening about their cases, and we'll go into full detail. It's just interesting. And yeah, a lot of people don't know how to feel about them. It is very confusing. Hunted doll or a staple of horror cinema. There's just something so intensely creepy about dolls. It keeps perfect sense for filmmakers to use them to induce nightmares in the context of a chiller movie. It's a chiller movie. I think it means thriller? Or horror? Are you sure you meant chill? C-H-I-L-L-E-R. Chiller. Chiller. Um, are we sure? When you walk into a room and you get the gaze of a doll, it feels like its eyes are penetrating you into interferes. I have the countless horror films featuring spooky dolls, including the 2014 Conjuring spin-off Annabelle, based on the real-life case of the same name. See, I don't get creeped out by dolls. I like dolls. I'm weird. I collect porcelain dolls. Which is probably why people find me creepy. According to the Warrens, the really Annabelle case dates all the way back to 1970, when a raggedy doll was purchased from an antique store by a woman for her daughter. Upon arriving home that day, the doll was tossed on a bed and not given a second thought. At least not until it started to make itself more comfortable by changing positions. Alarmed, but choosing to not let sedition's colleague their logic, they attribute the doll shifting potion positions to the bed being nudged. Their opinion changed when it started making itself at home. Okay, here's the thing. I don't like agony in that much. Why are all redheads have moppy hair? Why? And why do they think we're all evil? I really don't like that. It's super annoying. I am just kind of creepy looking. Like, without even being possessed, it's just creepy. And it's like, people, this is why I got my phone up as a kid. Raggedy Ann. Annie. Pippi Longstocking. Like, really. We're, we're going there. This is what we're doing. Who would want to own? Okay. I think that, uh, it's just weird to me. I mean, the doll itself is creepy but cute and so bizarre to me because it's like, why does the doll look like a clown? Why does that have stringy red hair? Why can't you give it normal hair? And I'm like, just because I'm a redhead, shouldn't mean I get mad over there. It's just annoying that I see this all the time. Also, now we know that it wasn't a porcelain doll. But there's a reason people say that the spirits and demons and whatever else there is out there use dolls and stuffed animals because they have arms and legs and they're most like people so they can still kind of act like people. That's why they don't haunt a chair or go into beds because it's normally 
easier to control something that is like you. But let's get back to the story. Uh, I just find it weird. Also, really, an antique shop. Great. That's I Antiques make me nervous. According to the lines, the really about piece. Yeah, okay, we went there. Raggedy Gandal was purchased from an antique store by a woman for her daughter. Upon arriving home that day, the doll was tossed on a bed and not given a second thought, at least until it started to make itself comfortable by changing positions. Alarmed, but choosing to not let superstition cloud their logic, they attribute the doll's shifting positions to the bed being nudged. Their opinions change when it started making itself at home. Okay, the doll was also a daft hand with the quill, leaving notes around the house, which contained the message, help me, and help Lou. Then one night, they would return home and find the doll covered in blood. Thus, an expert was called in and put into the contact with the spirit inhabiting the doll. Her name was Annabelle, a seven-year-old girl who was murdered years before and left to rot in a field. During the seance, the expert medium Annabelle told them she left. She felt comfortable living with them, wanted to stay and be loved. Feeling sympathetic, the mother and daughter agreed to let the doll stay with them as part of their family. However, it was telling fibs. There was no little girl. Annabelle was a demon with behavior problems. The warrants were brought in to investigate, and the result concluded that the doll was possessed. It now resides in the occult museum in Connecticut, living the dream in a display case for paying customers to Google at. Goggle at? Google at. Goggle at. What? Like I said, you probably hear these cases again in full detail later on, but they're just giving us clips. The parent family haunts. By now, some of you will be aware. Okay, this is not what I wanted. I wanted. Let's see if we can get what I want. see if we can find some facts about Ed and Maureen. That's what I wanted. I don't know why it's so hard to find facts about them as people. Legendary paranormal investigator Ed and Warren were inspired Hollywood blockbusters, but how much do we really know about the couple and the infamous haunting they investigate? Okay. Read on to find out about how they rose to fame, Ed's near-death experience, and the time they received reinforcements for a future poem. Okay. Edward Lane Warren, paranormal investigator, served 
as an inspiration behind one of the most iconic horror movie franchises, the Conjuring series. The series began in 2013 with the release of the Conjuring, which earned the more than thirty hundred million at the box office. Since then, the series has expanded to include the films The Conjuring 2, Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, Annabelle Comes Home, The Nun, The Curse of Laura, with films in production. I have that one. I haven't watched it, but I have the movie. Both Ed and Lorraine investigate the paranormal started early. As a boy, Ed grew in a house he believed was haunted. Lorraine began to notice her clairvoyant abilities at a young age as well. As a child, Ed recalled doors opening on their own and strange lights starting to form in his house. Lorraine recalled her first experience around nine. She remembered seeing orders around people, but assumed this was normal. Ed Warren had a near-death experience while serving in the Navy during World War II. <sighs> Can't speak today. I don't know what's wrong with me. I just can't speak. Ed entered the Navy on his 17th birthday. A few months later, the ship Ed was on collided with an oil tank in North Atlantic. A fire exploded and all of the men on the ship had to jump overboard. As Ed was in the icy water, he prayed for help and was soon rescued. After this experience, he returned home and asked Lorraine to marry him. Ed Warren was a fine, was a fine arts painter. The couple used his painting skills as a way to gain entry into houses they wanted to investigate. They would research houses they believed to be haunted, then drive to the house. After Ed painted the house, he would hand the painting to her lady. She would knock on the door and offer the homeowners the painting as their ticket into the house. Once she struck up a conversation with the homeowner, they would learn more about the property and hauntings. This proceeds was how their investigation career began. Devils wrote the true story of Ed and Marlene Warren Creepy. The Warrens tried to rule out all logical or physical explanations before agreeing to take up the case. They did not just take anyone's word that they said they were experiencing paranormal activity. Ed would go to the scene and use their every avenue available to him to rule out all logical explanations before moving forward with the case. Well, that's a normal thing to do. But if you don't do that, then you're just going to get a bunch of people telling you that, oh, we have a ghost, we have a ghost, or we have a paranormal, or we have a demon, and every house in the world would be haunted. So yeah, that's smart of them. The first case that grabbed media attention occurred in their hometown of Bridgeport, Connecticut in 1974, more than 20 years after Ed and Marlene became their Lorraine began their work. The Warren's family friend and psychic Mary Pasatella contacted them and informed the Warrens that the paranormal activity local Bridgeport resident Jerry and Lauren Gooden were experiencing. Once news was got out about the poltergeist affecting the house on Linder Street, 
Crowds began to form outside the house. This was the first case where the Warrens experienced such a large media presence as they tried to conduct their work. Ed and Lorraine were both devoted Roman Catholics, and Ed was eventually recognized as the only Catholic lay expert on demonology. This devoted faith included an inherent belief in the supernatural and a world beyond. The Warrens worked closely with the Catholic Church during multiple exorcisms, and their faith played an important part in their investigation. Ed and Marlene gained popularity in the mainstream media and even appeared on popular television shows, including the gained popularity in mainstream media and even appeared on popular television shows including the Mary Griffin Show, the Tom Snyder Show, A Haunting, A Scary Place Where <gasps> Excuse me. I just took some nasal spray. Okay. As their notoriety grew, the Warrens expanded their audience to the media appearances, speaking arrangements in college, lectures, tours, or all an attempt to prove that the devil was real. The Warners continued to make television appearances throughout their career, and Lorraine even had a cameo in The Conjuring. While the Warrens gained popularity, they gained criticism and an effect to Prove their abilities were not fake. Lauren underwent scientific testing by psychologists at UCLA. The team of scientists that ex- experimented Lorraine was led by Dr. Thelma Moose Moose Moose. After extensive studies, they determined Lauren was light transmedium. The Warrens encountered a substance during the paranormal investigation of Jake and Jeanette's normal. While investigating the Snorrel family, it determined that entity that was haunting them was a substance, a specific name given to a demon that permanently attacks males. Other notable investigations include the Heron family house in Harrisville, Rhode Island, and Annabelle, a demonic possession of Raggedy Andal gifted to a nurse student. The Heron family story served as the inspiration for The Conjuring, the story of the doll. Annabelle became a trilogy with The Conjuring universe. When the Warren's effects to remove the sperm from the Morals house failed. They received reinforcements from a future pope, Pope Benex XVI. At the time of the Smurl haunting, Pope B was known as C A R D I A L Ratchesinger. The Warrens connected the Catholic Church and described the haunting happening at the small house. C. 
assign an exorcist from the Catholic Church who went to the house performed a ritual of excursion. I think that's all I could find on them. I hope y'all enjoy and have a great week. Okie dokie, artichokey, it's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today and the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okay, dokie, Artichokey. Ah, break it's now. I hope you all like. You can check me out on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. I also have another podcast. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Bye for now. Over and out.